Capital FM, Moscow. We speak English. We play the hits. You say you love me, I say you crazy. We're nothing more than friends. You're not my lover, more like a brother. I know you since we were like ten. Yeah, don't mess it up, talking at ears. Only gonna push me away, that's it. When you say you love me, that make me crazy. Here we go again. Don't go look at me with that look in your eye. You
with Alan Moore. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, one and all. I am back in the studio. I am uh, ready to go because tonight on Kappa Sports here on Moscow's Kappa FM, of course, I'm Alan Moore and I will be your host, your guide for the next hour of the very best news, views, reviews, interviews and previews in the world of sports. Now, we know that the English Premier League kicked off this weekend and, of course, the recently closed transfer window was subject for a lot of speculation. And we're going to go speak very, very shortly with Mr. Andrew Flint all about that. We're going to run the eye, of course, over the Russian Premier League, which is in its fifth round of matches this weekend. Right, in part two, we're going to have a look ahead to the Bundesliga from our expert Roland Murphy and, of course, the La Liga in Spain, both of which are kicking off next weekend. That La Liga had a massive, massive, how would you say, a spending frenzy. Uh, two teams especially putting themselves into hock for that. Um, we are going to then have a look across in part three to North America with Mr. Alex B, who's up in Ontario. He's going to give us a rundown of what's good to know over there in the world of sports. And finally... Mr. Andy Mack, he's on the flat of his back, but he's ready with tips from next weekend's Russian Premier League and the English Premier League. And of course, we're going to have a look a little bit, just a wee, 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 wee bit of a look at the, um, of course, all the UEFA Champions League and Europa League as well, because there's a lot going on there right now. And of course, we have a super prize to be giving away to you. I think you'll be very happy with this. It is a beautiful... If anyone's looking on, uh, online on, uh, on our website, of course, capitalfm.moscow, or of course on VK, you can see what I'm wearing. It's a Team Russia GAA shirt. You can win one of these for yourself as well. If someone's looking at me right now, you can win one of these for yourself. won't be this one because it's a bit... Well, it's not stinky. I did wash it, but it's still a little bit uh, not great. But you can win your own one, your very, very own one. And join us next weekend for a super special party. Um, and, of course, it is backed, literally backed, actually backed by Capital FM from the recent GA World Games in Ireland. But first, a very big welcome to my very good friend and partner, Mr. Double N. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, Alan. Hello again. Good evening to everyone. <laughs> okay. Listen, Double N, I'm going to hand it straight over to you for the news roundup. All right. So, uh, the sports weekend began with the English Premier League kicking off, and the new boys, Norwich City, were given a lesson when they went to Anfield. Liverpool won 4-1, but lost their Brazilian keeper, Alisson, for at least two weeks. Having taken the lead thanks to an own goal, the home team were 4-0 up by halftime. Norwich got a goal back but the result was never in doubt. Yesterday, defending champions Man City were also involved in a five-goal game, though they scored all the goals as hate figure Raheem Sterling scored a hat-trick in an easy 5-0 win in London. Elsewhere, Spurs showed a fight by coming back from, an, from a goal down to beat Aston Villa 3-1, Harry Kane netting two. Early, Arsenal were away to Newcastle United. Obama, the guests won 1-0, with Aubameyang scoring the only goal of the match. And the first big game of the new season, Manchester United hosted Chelsea. And guess what? It finished 4-0. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not laughing at Chelsea because we're going to discuss them later on. They've had a really tough, tough uh, season. We've got a young manager in as well, Mr. Frank Lampard. But my goodness, that we, we came into the studio. It was 2-0. No, so it was 4-0. So, okay, yeah. right. Okay, sorry, sorry. I'm yeah. joking. I got knows, maybe, maybe David Luiz's loss was there. The key factor, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, coming back to Russia, here in Russia, Dynamo, Dynamo Moscow went down 2-0 at home to Zenit who had Artem Zubo in fine form with the opening goal. Lokomotiv were at home to Ural early today and won for nil. And staying in the capital just a short time ago, CSK drew nil-nil against newcomer Sochi. In short, in a short while, uh, Spartak kick off 
against Ahmad Grozny. We will have updates on this for you before we go off air. We go off air. Okay, so that's kicking off at 9.30 yeah. and uh, Double N, he's going to keep an eye on that. Anything else interesting happening in the world of sport? Because we know there's a big, big World Cup coming up this autumn in Japan. Of course, the Rugby World Cup. Okay, anything happening? Well, uh, teams are warming up for the Rugby World Cup in the Southern Hemisphere yesterday. Argentina lost 46-13 to South Africa. And, shock here, New Zealand had their biggest ever loss to Australia. 47-26 in Australia. The USA lost to Japan and Ireland beat Italy. Okay, and earlier on today, back, England back to beat Wales. Thank you very, very much, Double N. Yeah, it, it was interesting because, uh, of course, people are starting to look at rugby now, but there's so much sport going on, so much sport every single weekend. That shock today, Siska drawing it home to Sochi. Sochi, of course, is their second point. They're not doing that bad, but they haven't scored a goal. They've conceded six, or they're 0-6 <laughs> on the season so far. Um, but that, that really has cost uh, Siska a chance. They would have been um, just a point behind Zenit had they gotten that. But again, Siska, you know, they, you know they, they, they've kind of a mixed kind of investment. It's a very, very strange situation going on, but, well, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with that. Uh, looking very quickly at the table as it stands right now, Siska there in second place behind Zenit. Lokomotiv there in fifth place on 10 points. That big win today is after putting them a little bit further ahead in the goal positive count there. Nine for four against Oral. You know, they, they had a chance there, but they're actually dropping back down. Spartak with that game tomorrow. They're on five points. Uh, Dinamo also on five points uh, with that one game extra played. And it really does look like Spartak. They're, you know, they're, they're this constant crisis club. Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll let them be. We'll talk about it next week. But right now, we're going to go all the way out to two men, to our man out in Siberia, Mr. Andrew Flint. Andrew, can you hear us, sir? I certainly can. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, Mr. Andrew. So... Um, I really want to pick, pick your brains about that absolutely uh, mad uh, transfer window, especially the last few days, or it was kind of end of days. Um, United didn't strengthen in the striker department. They sold Lukaku, of course, for £75 million. Pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like they didn't need to do that, did they? Well, I personally am not upset to see him go. Um, a lot of people have pointed out his scoring record is excellent, but um, Marcus Rashford looked very good today. Um, Anthony Martial was playing in a central role at times. Um, and we've got wingers coming out of our ears now. Dan James, a very exciting signing, I think. Um, a lot of pace there. So we're coping okay without him so far. Um, okay, so the other, of course, big, big signing for United in the last couple of days was, of course, Mr. Maguire uh, coming in. Um, he was he was involved today. He he's he is a, like I, I rate him quite quite high. Not maybe as highly as the most expensive defender of all time, but I still think he's a very very good player. Um, was it value for money? Would you reckon? Well. It's going to sound strange, but I actually think it is. Um, I don't rate him as the best defender of all time, most expensive one. But the one desperate area that United needed to sort out was the defence. And we now have a good defender who is good on the floor. Um, He'll win plenty of challenges and it gives us a bit of solidity at the back. Um, Him alongside Aaron Wan-Bissaka and suddenly Manchester United's defence, the first choice defence, looks relatively strong. Okay, uh, elsewhere in the league, of course, we saw, <laughs> we were just hoping that David Louise or uh, Sideshow Bob, uh, as he's known from The Simpsons, um, <laughs> he moved to, uh, you know, he, he, he moved to Arsenal. I mean, when you look at what he would have been behind at Chelsea, like, you kind of think that he actually did a good, it was a good move. Well, at 
have to have to be honest with you. I'm actually a little bit confused um, why he why he made the move because he could have been he he's got much more chance of being a a first choice player. I mean, I'm sure he will end up playing for Arsenal regularly, but um, Chelsea only have Kurt Zuma um, and Andreas Christensen as real first choice um, defenders left. To be honest, I would I'm surprised he left. Um, the funny thing as well, um, the Chelsea megastore they had got rid of Eden Hazard's face from the front of the Chelsea megastore and replaced it with none other than David Luiz. And a day later, he moves to Arsenal. Okay, so that's okay. There you go. That's that's the way this world of sports works. Um, sticking back at United at the moment, there's two big, uh, let's just say, talking points there. One, Juve have said again today that they have not given up on signing Paul Pogba. Um, do you think that they might just force that uh, deal through by the 2nd of September? Uh, I think now there's absolutely no chance United will will let him leave because obviously the, with the transfer windows overlapping and in the English transfer window having closed, United won't be able to replace him. Um, so I, I think even even Ed Woodward is not quite that um, awful an operator to allow that to happen. And actually, on Paul Pogba's front, a lot of people have criticised his attitude over the years. But considering he has not made it a secret, he is open to a, uh, a departure. He's actually got his head down in pre-season and he played very well today. He dominated midfield. Um, so I'm quite happy to keep him. Uh, and I don't think he will leave in this transfer window. Okay, no, that is fair enough. Uh, one man who might be leaving, maybe not in this the next the January transfer window, but definitely next summer, is David De Gea, the uh, United keeper, because he he his deal is up next summer. I think it's the June the twenty fourth, as far as I remember exactly. Uh, he is then free to leave on well, obviously free to leave without any payment. Um, do you think that United have they given up hope trying to hold on to him, or will they will they try to flog him off in January? I I actually don't think I don't think you have given up hope. A couple of years ago, I would have said yes because when we had that fax machine saga of Real Madrid on deadline day, uh, I, at that point it was it was a done deal. You would have thought. Um, but he he was absolutely sensational today. Again, he although Manchester United won four 0 he made at least three or four very good saves to keep us in the game. Um, and I, I think it would be strange for United to to let him go. Um, without a hell of a fight and I think they will put up one I really don't see him leaving anymore because um, I think he would have left by now Okay um, on one like a, an interesting uh, well everything of course we're in the news most of the summer one of the talking points very related to Russia of course was uh, Yala Bolasi um, the Everton winger, of course, he played for well, Florian in in, in uh, Malta uh, when I was there, and also for Crystal Palace and Plymouth Argyle. Now he turned down a move to CSKA here in Moscow because he said he's afraid of the level of racism. Um, but surely he, he he's just like trying to talk himself into a better deal, maybe in Celtic or Besiktas. Yeah, I mean it was. Um it was disappointing to see that. Not really from his point of view in per se, because he's basically believed what a lot of other people have believed. And he referenced very specifically the reports from clickbait sites saying that um, Malcolm had been racially abused on his debut, which was just completely unfounded. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I think he's engineering a better deal for himself. Um, although he's kind of running out of time um, to get himself a, a, a good club. And I think he's a bit silly to turn down that sort of opportunity, even if he had just used it as a stepping stone. Um, but his stock is not desperately high at the moment, um, given his injury problems and lack of general form. So not entirely sure this uh, move is going to work for him. 
OK. Well, listen, finally, before we let you go, Andrew, um, Jose Mourinho, he's now started to work with Sky Sports. So he's gone from Russia today to Sky Sports. Um, he, he was at that match today with uh, United and Chelsea. Uh, had a few kind of like interesting statements about how he'd like to get back into management, of course, um, and also about how Frank Lampard has nothing to lose and so on and so forth. Uh, the fans that started singing uh, Jose Mourinho, the Manchester United fans, mm-hmm. um, do you see a way back in from to an English club at the top level or should he maybe do like what David Moyes is doing and just look across to the MLS? I think his ego is too big to actually move to somewhere too far out of the, the general public's eye. And I, I could see him coming back and the very obvious um, possibility is, is Chelsea for obvious reasons, his links there. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I think Frank Lampard, although he's got that legendary status at the club, um, and it's very early to say after only one game, but I'm not entirely sure his position will be stable forever. Um, and Mourinho's got the he's got the, the wow factor, he's got the experience. I, th- I could possibly see him coming back to Chelsea, actually. Okay, listen, Andrew, thank you very, very much. Have a good uh, Sunday night, of course, out in Siberia, and we will talk to you next week. Brilliant. Can't wait, guys. Thanks, Andrew. Okay, that was Andrew Flint, our man out in Siberia. We're going to go straight out to the break right now because we're overrunning a time just a wee bit. Not our fault, of course, because we started a bit late, of course. Uh, we're going to go out to the break right now with kind of a nice one that I heard uh, over in Ireland when I was there recently in the Crow Park Stadium and also down at the WIT Arena down in Waterford. This is Gabriella Tilmi, or Kill Me, maybe, and it's Sweet About Me. We'll be back after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Michael Moore. Welcome back, folks. I hope you enjoyed that little one by Miss Kill Me. I, it's Kill Me or Kill Me. I really don't know. Um, kill Me or Kill Me? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Well, if anyone knows what it is, just send us in the message. Uh, we meant to say just about the Russian Premier League, of course. Uh, 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 let's say a well-known attention-seeking uh, Russian commentator. He is saying that Spartak are looking for uh, like his sources inside. Now, his sources tell him lots of things, but um, I think 90% of the time they turn out to be quite wrong. But he says that they're looking for an attacking midfielder and a defensive midfielder, but who knows. Um, Georgi Kignadze, the uh, general director of Lokomotiv Moscow, he has said that they are looking for a striker to bring in before the transfer window closes here. Of course, they are looking at a number of players in Europe, but we're not going to pull the trigger on that one to us yet because who knows what's going to happen because we really are not sure because the world of football is the world of football. Um, we do know that there's a lot happening in La Liga. We'll go into that just a bit, in a little bit. However, we do have that prize giveaway to start right now. Double N, what is the question? We've made it easy. We've made it easy. We have made it easy because... You know, it's kind of our first show back live after like uh, two weeks away or three weeks away. So what is our question to Belen? So, yeah, uh, we have seen like a lot of speculation about uh, player Neymar. So this week we, we want to ask you, which country does Neymar plays internationally for? Is it A, for Argentina or B, Brazil? Okay, so is that A, Argentina or B, Brazil? People think that's easy, but then it's like to mix up and say, hold on, I've heard him playing in Paris, so maybe he's French. No, he's either Argentinian or Brazilian. Trust me, South American. We're not dealing here with the Spice Boys. We're not going to make this mistake. <laughs> Trust me about it. So, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. What's up, SMS? Or you can simply just run into here in the uh, Encanabrajian Tower and knock on the window and shout in what it is. Even just write it up on the window, wherever that like. We'll we'll allow you in with that. So again, that's that beautiful, beautiful. Team Russia GAA shirt with. I mean, the the capital. You will look good in it. I promise. Like, I mean, I'd make it look bad. Anyone else will make it look good. Trust me. Trust me on that. Okay. So, um, lots of interesting leagues around Europe, not just in the English Premier League, of course, and our beloved RPL. We do, of course, have the one that sets my heart to life, which is the Irish Premier League. But, of course, the Bundesliga is one that really gets the heart racing because of the quality and the, well, basically the football that's on display there. Um, we're going to go right away across to Mr. Ronan Murphy, who's going to let us know just what to expect this season when it kicks off. Okay, Ronan, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad, yourselves? We're doing very, very good. And I, I have to say, no, I will remark, because, of course, we had this discussion kind of in a, in a chat uh, between us that um, my mum, who's found her off in Wexford and up in the Carlo border, she picked up on your Carlo accent and she said, it's great to hear a Carlo accent on the radio and we should hear more of them. Yeah, I don't think they get enough Carlo accents in Ireland. I think maybe it's it's a bit too harsh even for Irish people, but for in, an international audience, it just sounds like a, an Irish accent. So I, I think I um, I get some sort of help abroad, but that, that maybe I don't get locally. <laughs> but uh, it, harken back to your, your earlier point, uh, I think it's, uh, it's Chilmi is how you pronounce uh, Chilmi. the singer's name. Yeah, because oh, he's Italian-Australian. There you yeah. go. Not, not only has he got a brilliant accent, but he's a, a musical genius as well. And, of course, an expert in the Bundesliga, which is why we brought you on as well as to, 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 to point out my, um, let's say, my uh, language difficulties. Um, so, Ron, listen, tell me. Um, Bundesliga, is it already sort of gift wrap-up for Bayern? That's why you would think most seasons, but I think this year, after Bayern's terrible transfer window, I, I know they got a bit of business done before the end of the season, but they seem to have looked at every winger in Europe and then ended up with none of them so far. I think after that, and the fact that Borussia Dortmund have bought well in the window and how close it was last season, I think people are actually 
some even the Werder Bremen coach Florian Kofeld thinks that Borussia Dortmund could win the league this season, and I think it could be the most open league in years. I mean that that is interesting because I mean I'm, I'm looking at say you know how how some of the teams have strengthened, and of course you look at you look at Bayern, of course they they have uh, they got. Uh, you know, they got in like they got in like a couple of defenders. Um, they've Arian Robbins retired. Frank Ribery he was let go. Matt Hummels he's gone of course to Dortmund. Um, James Rodriguez he's gone back to Real Madrid. Um, it's I mean they're, they're still looking for more players, though, aren't they? I mean the, the transfer window closes on the second. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So they are looking for more players. And Leroy Sané was the, was the big one and. That was kind of expected to be mainly completed this week, but we all know what happened last weekend. Yes, of course, with his ankle, yeah. So, or his knee, I should say, wasn't it? His knee or ankle? Yeah, and a, a crucial ligament, yeah. Crucial ligament, sorry. Any injury, yeah, which, which probably would run, run out till, till January or February at the earliest, but they may still buy him. And that, with Lucas Hernandez that they, they agreed to deal with for him in January or February, they knew he was injured at the time and were prepared to wait. So, it still could happen that they might buy him, but. If they do, they're not going to have him for the first part of the season, or maybe even more, the majority of the season. If they do end up buying him, it seems that they're, they're they've turned to even Perisic of Inter in as a as a plan B or a plan C for him, and he's thirty now, so it's not like they're going to he's going to be there for a long time. And he's a, a totally different sort of player. He's much slower than Sarney. I mean, Paris is a very, very good player. We, we we know his quality. Okay, he's he's pushing on in years, um, but it looks like a, a loan move with an option to buy him. So, you know, are, are they just being cautious on that, or or is it is it, should they actually just go and just splash out on him right now? Yeah, I, I think it'd be, it's kind of one of the those moves where it's seen that it, the, the purchase option will be taken up by. I, I would imagine he'll be a, a Bayern player permanently from next summer. But he, he he's a very good player and he, he'll definitely shine in the Bundesliga. But whether he's a, a world-class player anymore or a top-class player anymore that'll help them to compete for the Champions League is a, a different question altogether. I mean, what, one um, interesting transfer in terms of uh, Dortmund was, of course, uh, Pulisic, who's gone back to Chelsea. Um, how much of a loss do you reckon the American would be to uh, Borussia when they start to try and push for the title? I don't think he, he'll be a huge loss to them. I know he played well towards the end of the season, but last season he wasn't really a first-team player. He was more a squad player for them with Jaden Sancho on one side and, and Jacob Boone Larson or Marco Rice or Rafael Guerrero on the other side. So he, he wasn't really an essential part of the Borussia Dortmund team that pushed Bayern close to the title last season. So I, I don't really think that they're, they're going to mind too much and the money that they got from him they used to convert into Torgan Hazard and Julian Brandt and Hazard can he's probably an upgrade on him at half the price Okay uh, looking at, at my own kind of um, closer to my own heart Eintracht um, Frankfurt uh, Haller has gone to West Ham for quite a fee uh, Luka Jovic has gone to Real Madrid after he has arrived in from Benfica uh, they've, they've sold off two very, very big players they haven't you know, they've gotten so really decent players in, but nothing too too good. Do you think that this means that Eintracht, OK, they've won well midweek in the Europa League uh, against Thun, but, uh, or sorry, in, in, in midweek against the Liechtenstein, Liechtenstein team? Yeah, Vaduz, yeah. Vaduz, yeah, sorry. Uh, so I was mixing up with the uh, Thun, who played, of course, uh, Spartak. Um, do you think that that's them now condemned to a low half-the-table finish this season? 
I wouldn't necessarily think so because if you look at maybe the business that Frankfurt have done over the past few years, the technical director, the sporting director, Freddy Bobic, he tends to get these kind of these gem players like a Juve, Lukiovic that maybe are underappreciated at their team. He gets them for cheap and then he develops them into the, the club develops them into a much better players and maybe makes a profit on them. So some of the, the signings they made made this summer perhaps are in the same sort of the context as that. They've, they've brought in a, a new Serbian striker with a very similar name to Jovic, Jovic <laughs> who who is 19 and he he probably will will be the man to lead the line for them this season. But I, I think maybe keeping Ante Rebic, who scored a hat trick today in the the cup as they came back from from losing 2-0 to win 5-3 in the first round of the Cup today. I think keeping him will be a huge thing because him and Philip Kostic are kind of integral to them at the moment. OK, uh, looking at sort of, a, let's just say, call him a sleeping giant, Schalke, uh, they've brought in John Joe Kenny from Everton on loan. Um, they've let go, of course, uh, Breland Bolo. He's gone to Munch and Gladbach. But uh, could Schalke have a better season this year with a sort of a more settled, let's just say, setup rather than what we saw last year? Yeah, they definitely they definitely show that. I think the appointment of David Wagner should make the difference there because we we all seen from watching the Premier League what he did with Huddersfield, and as soon as he were gone, he was gone from them. They were gone from the Premier League. So I think he's the kind of player that brings on players and can get the best of players because at Huddersfield he didn't really inherit a great side and he got them into the Premier League. He kept kept them in the Premier League. So with a team that kind of have Shaka's resources and after buying cleverly with uh, with Kenny, like you said, and with Ozan Kabak and Rahman from Fortuna Dusseldorf, the, these are good signings and they'll get they'll be more consistent this season and they'll probably score more goals, which was a big problem for the last year. Okay, looking uh, at, say, some of the promoted teams, looking at Union Berlin, they had the usual kind of like massive influx of players. Okay, some young lads, a couple of young lads promoted to the first team, but then they got like Subotic from Etienne and, you know, they've got loan players in as well. The usual kind of uh, team that gets promoted and they want to strengthen right away. Which of those uh, promoted teams do you reckon are basically due a very, very quick return to the uh, Zweite Liga? I'd say Paderborn might find it difficult and uh, maybe because they haven't spent spent any money during the window, they've got a few loans in, a few free transfers, but they actually they actually spent zero money on. They made a profit this summer on, on players, and they lost their top scorer from last season, attacking midfielder Philip Clement, who was happy enough to stay in the the second division, and he moved to Stuttgart rather than taking the chance to to move up a level and play with Paderborn in the Bundesliga. So he kind of would have major doubts over her ability to, to score goals and maybe Subotic at the, at the back for, for Union Berlin has got to, to be a, a huge help to them keeping clean sheets or maybe keeping score lines down and picking up points that could be crucial for them staying in the, in the top fight. Okay, and, uh, so basically we're, we're looking at a fight for, the, for, for a title between two, you know, two, two giants, Borussia and Bavaria. Who else do you think could be pushing up there into the top four? I think maybe Leipzig could surprise people this season, and I think maybe they'll, they'll compete for a long period of time in the league because they have a, a new head coach in Julian Nagelsmann. We we saw what what he's done previously, how he he kind of develops players, and he's a a young coach with a lot of a lot of new ideas and fresh ideas. And Leipzig kind of have the financial backing. They're probably the only club in in the Bundesliga that have that kind of financial backing. They can get around the ownership rule to 
spend money on players and they've they've spent on on Luke Mann and Nkunku and Wolf this summer and they've they've spent maybe more than 50 million euro on players which is kind of unheard of for most teams in the Bundesliga. And of course, you've got um, Lukman, of course, came in from Everton, and they've got uh, young Ampadu, uh, who, well, we know that he is, he, he could be playing for Ireland, uh, but instead he chose Wales. His dad, of course, played for Ireland, uh, Kwame. Um, overall, overall, uh, what do you think was the best signing this year in, so far in, in, uh, in the Bundesliga? Okay, we just seem to have lost him there on the line. So we'll, we'll find out next week. I'll actually send him a message. He'll send us a message who he reckons was the best signing. Um, okay, so we will have now just a wee bit of a look because, of course, the uh, Russian teams have already been in action in Europe. Uh, I think a lot of us already know what happened to one of the sort of the, let's just say the fairy tale teams, Arsenal Tula. They went out uh, 4-0 over two legs to Nefji Baku. Um, they lost 1-0 at home in the first leg and 3-0 away. No shame in that for a first-time team in Europe. They have to learn. Uh, the biggest shock, I guess, in this is now the Europa League, of course. Um, Vaduz, of course, who we mentioned just a little bit earlier on, they beat Fehervar of Hungary. Not a bad team. Beat them 2-1 over two legs. It was a 1-1 in the second leg after extra time. Um, and they got an extra goal and, of course, went through 2-1. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, who we mentioned, they came through against Flora Tallinn. And now they are, as you say, they are playing Vaduz. They won the first leg 5-0. Now we're going to... Uh, 5-0 away. Um, Aberdeen, they have come through as well from that earlier round and right now a quick a couple of little tasty little um, ones and I will mention my own beloved Dundalk as well so in the Europa League uh, Dundalk they left it very very late to concede a goal against Lower and Bratislava in Bratislava but hope remains when they get them back to the lovely lovely playing surface back uh, in Dundalk where they're going to really you know in, in Oriel Park they will give it a good old rattle um, Ludogorets they hammered the new Saints who of course were the, the shock team from the previous round they beat them 5-0 all these second leg games are either on Tuesday Wednesday or Thursday this week um, Astana they beat Valletta of Malta 5-1 so that was a you know, pretty decent result for them Bate Borisov they might be on their way back to the big time because they won 2-1 away in Sarajevo Sarajevo of course who fell short against Celtic and of course Riga who uh, fell short against the Dock in the previous round uh, in the Champions League uh, qualifiers they drew 1-1 at home to HJK Helsinki Sheriff Tiers Paul they lost at home 2-1 to uh, AIK Stockholm. Now, very, very quickly, the other part of the, um, the Quadfors Europa League have the, uh, let's say the non-champions, uh, path, it's called. And Spartak Moscow, they won 3-2 away to Thun of Switzerland. Now, of course, a lot of Spartak fans are starting to already demand the head of their coach, but let's just wait and see what, how it plays out because Spartak, they, they're a, they're a good side. We've got some good players, lots of changes, but they have, you know, they had that kind of, I don't know, when the fans get behind them, they are absolutely unbeatable. There's no two ways about that. Um, we, we know that, of course, uh, Loco, they'll be starting a bit later on, um, but let's see what happens. But, of course, in the Champions League uh, qualifying round, in the Champions path, uh, first leg last week was played. The next games are played on the 13th of August. Celtic, they drew 1-1 away against the Romanian champions, Cluj. So that was not too bad, an away goal to come home with. Ajax, of course, we know they were in the semi-finals Champions League last year. They drew 2-2 away to Pauk in Greece. Dinamo Zagreb drew 1-1 at home to Ferencvaros of uh, Hungary. So that's a good one for Hungary. Hopefully they'll win that, uh, I can't say Balkan Derby, but kind of a Balkan Derby. Derby. Um, elsewhere, of course, uh, Karabag, they won 2-1 away to Apoel Nicosia. Karabag, of course, put out Dundalk in the last round. 
And of course, Krasnodar, our very own Krasnodar, they lost 1-0 at home to Porto. So their first time in the Champions League, they have lost. However, it doesn't really matter because even if they lose this, they're going to go straight into the group stage of the uh, Europa League. So it's not that bad for them. Okay, we'll go back to the break right now. We have uh, a song. Before we do, actually, question again. Double in. Yeah, uh, the question was, um, which country does Neymar place for place internationally for? Is it A, Argentina or B, Brazil? Plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three. We'll be back after the break with Alex B and of course uh, Mr. Andy Mack, who's on the flat of his back. But we're going to go out with a bit of Coldplay, just to chill out a wee bit because I heard this at home in Crow Park and I really, really got to appreciate just a little bit. So this is Coldplay and Adventure of the Lifetime. We'll be back after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Soul Commercial. Мир уже не будет прежним. Больше не осталось места для обыденного. Только взрывное, героическое, волшебное, фантастически анимационное зрелище. Чувствуешь дрожь в коленках? Телеканал Фан. Добро пожаловать за границу реальности. Спрашивайте у вашего оператора платного телевидения. Для лиц старше 16 лет. So, uh, I was talking just there before the break about uh, Mr. Andy Mack, who's on the father's back. We'll go to him in just a moment. I hope he can hear us. Um, I guess it's not just his leg that's affected. It could be his ears as well. So, uh, Andy, we do love you. We'll talk to you in a moment. We can't get hold of Alex B. He seems to be at a pool party or something like that, but uh, we'll try to get him uh, by the end of the show. However, Nazar, Nazar, we have a kickoff already, so it is 30 minutes gone between Ahmad and Spartak, and... Yeah, it's still goalless, so we have nil-nil in Ahmad, in Ahmad Arena, so we're looking forward to action tonight. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. we'll action there, okay. Um, of course, just we have a couple of those answers in already, so uh, no, as I said, it's not Paris, okay, it's not Paris, it's A or B, Argentina or Brazil. For, for what national team does... Neymar play A Argentina or B Brazil plus 795 11110153 you can also get us at, at Capital FM Moscow on our Insta and of course on our Twitter now uh, before we go across to uh, the the man himself Mr. Andy Mack we did promise we have a look at La Liga uh, and Double N has prepared something very very special for us because just before we go any further we were discussing the transfer sums before the show that was just unbelievable, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, only one of the top four teams is in profit. Yeah, correct? exactly. That's Atletico Madrid. So, uh, other two teams are Real Madrid and Barcelona. They all have spent spent out much, we should say. So, it's incredible amount of money. With Real Madrid spending over one hundred and twenty million, <laughs> and Barcelona is like they overspend them in in this season, so window. So they spend over. 140 million euros. Now, that is net. net that's net. net. Yeah. So that's not, that's, folks, that's just that they spent that amount of money and all, oh, yippee, yippee Kaye, we're okay. No, it is a huge amount of money. That's there on a minus. Uh, Atletico Madrid, they're on a plus. What is their plus? Yeah, um, they spent uh, 233, yeah, the, the, the amount of money is, I think, 233 million, right? Or is it the spend? No, that's oh, that was just spent. No, that was the money to give in. I think there were yeah. forty million or sixty million yeah, or yeah, yeah, in they, euros, of course, in the black. They, so I mean, it's just unbelievable. Okay, so uh, as we're looking at the La Liga, um, who is the odds-on favorite to take home the title this year? Yeah, as usual, the Lionel Messi with Barcelona. They <laughs> seem like quite dominating, like we've seen in last in the last eleven years. They've taken the title eight times eight so, of the last eleven. Yeah. Oh my god okay. so, so nine of twelve okay that's nice and um, I think the, the favourites they're not only the favourite to take uh, the title in their home country but they're also looking to take the 
Champions League title this year. Yeah, so yeah, they're hungry the for main, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at all the, bo- the players they bought in, even some of the players are still trying to get. Okay, uh, the team who's going to chase them hardest will, of course, be uh, Real Madrid, correct? Yep, yep, exactly. Okay. Real Madrid. So uh, we're looking at Real Madrid, okay, they, they, they're still looking to get Neymar, they're looking to try and buy Neymar, of course, the subject of our quiz, um, and they're, they're, they're going to try and get him in as much as possible, but they've turned down one bid um, th- that they were going to sell Gareth Bale across, yep, and yeah. to take Neymar, and with money, of course, yeah. uh, and now they're looking to sell for 120, 140 million euros, plus Luka Modric. Exactly, that's what PSG wants them so we'll see how the drama ends but we still have a little bit of time so amazing but now you I, you, you pointed out before we went on air that it looks great because they have um, like Real have their their legend is back at the, you know the guy who won the, the Champions League for them like you know yeah. as coach um, he is back in yeah. the hot seat so do you reckon that he's going to make that much of a difference will Zidane really give them that extra push yeah, um, he arrived late, as we remember, late in the last season. So he didn't have too much room or time to shift something or to change something in the team. But I think uh, with uh, some of uh, big names coming to the club this year, this this summer, like uh, Eden Hazard or Luka Jovic, so I think he will, um, and still, as we know, the Gareth Bale saga is still going on. So we will see how this turn out but i think he has a quite a good team to uh, to try to get it all this time to, to try to get everything every champ like get every title up. exactly i mean if you okay look at Bar- barcelona okay valverde is in the third season uh, he bought in frankie de jong from ajax you know for 75 million uh, he got griezmann as you mentioned already for 120 million so they're two absolutely massive uh, buys uh, they got rid of a few other players as well but they sourced, sold malcolm to zen st petersburg for 40 million um, but even at that, I mean, you look at then, like uh, Cherishev, he has now signed from Villarreal yeah. full-time with Valencia, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with Valencia. He, he's gone full-time into Valencia, so, which is a, a good move for him because Valencia are rated the fourth favourites to um, to take home the title. Of course, they're very, very distant four favourites. Uh, looking then, as of course we said, move from Chelsea, 100 million. Luka Jovic for 60 million from Eintracht Frankfurt. Mendy from Lyon for 48 uh, Militao for 50 million from Porto and Rodrigo from Santos for 45 so huge amount of money being spent on those transfers um, and they're getting some money back but still not, not, not that great ok we're going to go right away right away uh, to his sick bed uh, to Mr Andy Mack Andy can you hear us loud and clear yeah I can hear you how are you guys we're good listen how, how's the leg uh, improving. I I haven't really used it an awful lot in the last week or so, so difficult to really say. But yeah, you know, on the mend. Okay. Um, and you know, do you reckon like will you be able to come back for the next transfer window, or you're going to still be out? I think that's not only the next transfer window, but every transfer window that's going to come after it. Uh, are you considering hanging up the old boots? Uh, I, I think they've not only been hung, they've been thrown over a tree or a, uh, some sort of electrical line and they're not coming down again. <laughs> yes, and I always told you, you should take up Gaelic football, less injuries. That's for sure. That is for darn sure, you know. Um, so listen, uh, Andy, straight away, uh, looking at the transfer window, um, anything caught your eye? Anything that you kind of made you sit up and go, oh, that's not so bad? 
Okay, we've lost uh, Andy there for the moment as well. So we're going to call him back in just a moment. Uh, Double N's going to try and get him back on the line. So um, as as we as we do, um, we will. Uh, he's back on. Yep, back on. Yep, Great, yep. Uh, Andy, you're back on with us. No, no, we could oh, just okay. try and call him back, and then we'll get him back. Okay, folks, we will roll on. All right, I'm going to give you the last one because you've got three and a half minutes now uh, to go before we have to. Um, like, you know, make a decision and give away that uh, prize. So, plus 795-111053. For what national team does Neymar play for? Is it Brazil or Argentina? Okay, so you tell us what is Brazil or Argentina. Um, and I guess the most important thing you can kind of like just remember is that, um, you know, he played for Barcelona, he moved across to PSG, and he's probably going to come back to Real Madrid. So, um, Look at those options, okay? Look at those options and see what he's going to do. Do we have Andy back in the line? Yeah. yeah okay, please. Andy, can you hear us? No? No? Another try, maybe? All right, let's try. We'll try and get Andy on one more time because we do miss him as well. Like, we want to sort of cheer him up because he's not in the, you know, uh, with a sore leg and so on and so forth. We want to hear what went on about it. Okay, um, just looking now uh, across at the English Premier League, one kind of interesting fact leapt out at everybody this weekend. Uh, not just the amount of money um, that was kind of um, being spent out, but also some of the players who didn't want to move. So, for example, uh, Sami Khedira, who is well, he's 32 years old, he's a German international. Um, he was going to... You know, you know, he 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 turned down offers from Wolves, for example. He wanted to go to Arsenal, didn't go through, and uh, Juve are really really annoyed. So they're going to try and get rid of him as quick as possible. Uh, one thing as well, just that uh, we will ask uh, Andrew about, or Andy about, is because he is Scottish, of course. Uh, there was a huge move from Glasgow Celtic. Was Kieran Tierney, the 22 year old? Uh, he has signed for uh, Arsenal from Glasgow Celtic. Um, when did the vertical leap? That's one where you, know, you stand, you have to like to jump and see how high you can jump off the ground. He broke the club record. He jumped 55 centimeters, okay, in the vertical jump test, uh, and that was the best ever mark set by Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Yes, of course, the top scorer from last season who scored again today. So uh, even the guy he's injured, he just has recently undergone a, a surgery uh, on his um, what was it on his hernia. So he was still able to do that. So I think uh, Arsenal are after getting him with a good one there. Um, quick word across to you, double N. Uh, any ups- up, oh, uh, sorry, any score from uh, the Akmat Arena? Uh, one one moment. No, um, he's still no, he's goalless. Still, yeah. still goalless, okay. Uh, of course, tomorrow there is another game, Rostov and Krylyasovitov. Okay, now next weekend here in the capital of Russia, uh, we have two huge derbies. Yes, it's already in the sixth round of games, we have two huge derbies. The first one comes up on Sunday, I believe. What yeah. time is that kicking off and where it's, is it? Yeah, it kicks off at 7, seven o'clock. It's uh, Dynamo hosting Lokomotiv. Okay, in that beautiful, beautiful stadium, which, of course, in, encompasses a, a shopping centre and an ice rink, and it's just unbelievable out in the Dino Arena. Um, they're playing Lokomotiv, of course, at home. So Lokomotiv, they're on a good roll at the moment. They're going to look to try and get one over the city rivals. Dynamo, you know, they're kind of up and down right now. We spoke with uh, Dimitri Derens uh, uh, not too long ago, the, their head of Dynamo TV, and he just basically said that like, you know, they want to try and push on the season. It's going to be a season to settle in, uh, into their new stadium, but they should get there by the second half of the season. Okay, if we look then across then until Monday, Monday night, uh, you have... Spartak Moscow are home 
to CSK Moscow. That is kicking off. I almost said throwing in because of, uh, I've been away in order for so long. Uh, Spartak Moscow kicking off against CSKA at 8 o'clock. So hopefully now we have Mr. Andy Mack back with us. Andy, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Very yeah. <laughs> lovely, loud and clear, and you sound gorgeous. Right, Andy, listen, we're, we're <laughs> as always, you sound gorgeous. Big hunk of a man. Right, um, Andy, uh, next weekend, of course, we have those uh, big two derbies here in the capital. Dinamo Lokomotiv and Spartak Siska. Uh, what are you looking for? What, where is the value in those two games for anyone who wants to have a little bit of a, a nibble? Well, very difficult to say at the moment with Spartak and CSKA. Obviously, CSKA had a very disappointing result today, um, kind of used Chaloff almost as a target man, which he's, he's not the biggest. But um, yeah, interesting one. Spartak's new signings need to gel very quickly. So I'd maybe avoid that one if I was looking for a bit of value. Um, I'd probably be looking at the other derby uh, and... Um, Probably under two point five goals. Okay, under two point five in that one. Okay, because but then again, you know, Lokomotiv they had they had a good bit of a, a win today against Yekaterinburg. Um, of course, that was at home. Um, so you, you you reckon that there won't be that much between the two teams, and it'll be a low scoring game. Well, the last eight uh, games that Dynamo have played have, have had under two point five goals, and I think at home they, they're, they're quite difficult to break down, as we saw with Zenit, who. Obviously, the only team, I think, still unbeaten in the RPL this season and looking like they're going to go further and further ahead with the fixtures next uh, next week. Exactly. So, yeah, I think they'll be difficult. And, you know, Locomotive on the road have done very well. They've scraped wins. Um, but I think it will be it will be a tight one. OK. Um, looking across the, well, across the continent, uh, Man City are hosting Spurs on Saturday evening. That kicks off at 7.30 Moscow time. Is there any value in that one, Andy? Well, it's it, it, it's a really big game so so early into the season. Um, in terms of value, I don't think you'll find any because Man City will be will be heavy favourites, and I think it's a it, it's a really tough one to judge. Those games have obviously we saw them in the Champions League and Premier League last season. Um, they could really go any any which way, and I don't think there'd be a lot of value in it. Perhaps um, I, I'd be maybe looking at bookings. Or, or, or maybe even corners with with the width that uh, that both sides like to play with. Okay, what would you reckon in corners? I mean, uh, under over. What do you reckon? Um, I think both both teams will be looking to to make a good start. So you'd be looking at anything maybe over three or four corners in the first half. I think would normally be quite good value for a game like that. All right, and finally, uh, next Monday evening, uh, so Monday week. Wolves at home to Manchester United. Now, Manchester United, we know that they started off well. Wolves uh, got a got a point today. So, do you think that this could be a bit of a, a, a sort of the, the wheels might come off again for Oli? <laughs> well, as as I was saying earlier, um, he, he was not only at the wheel. I think he was running over Frank Lampard uh, with with whatever new car he's managed to get himself. Um, yeah, a difficult one for Man United. Um, the only thing, I, Wolves have actually had some game time that has, has actually meant something in terms of their Europa League qualifiers. So I think they might be a kind of week or two ahead of the other teams uh, in preparation. Um, they got a good draw against Leicester and had a, a goal disallowed by VAR. Uh, Leicester, interestingly, had the most completed passes uh, of the, the Premier League this weekend and actually the least amount of shots on target. 
Um, so walls are going to be very difficult for United to break down, and they also like to play on the counter. I could maybe see a slight, a, a very slender win for United or a draw there. Okay, Andy, very, very quickly, uh, last thing. Celtic, a win this week? In the Champions League? Yeah. I, 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 um, I'm going to say yes, but I, I, the Celtic never like to make things easy in Europe, and I think Dan Petrescu will have a very well-organised, obviously, Romanian champions. They won 3-0 at the weekend. They, they rotated their whole team. Okay. So they'll be fresh and, and, and ready to go. But I, yeah, I think okay. Celtic might just edge it. Good. Okay. Listen, Andy, we will talk with you next week. Hopefully, you'll be back in flying form and here with us in the studio. So you take it easy and rest up. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Andy. Okay, that was uh, Andy Mack, of course. And we're going to go away, straight away. The winner is Sergey. Sergey, you have won it. Yes, you're correct. It is B. It is Brazil. Name our place for Brazil. So you will get that jersey this coming week. Double N, thank you very much for being here tonight, for being a super, super, super co-host. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so folks, we're going to go away right now because we are over time and we're going to go out with a kind of a, a nice song that I think is going to get all our sports blood all the way up. And you, you'll start to go, lo, 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 you know what this is. So we'll talk with you next week, same time, same place, 9 to 10 next week on Capital Sports, Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore. Have a lovely week. This is the White Stripes and Seven Nation Army. Have a good one. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.